You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back again. This time I'm with Daniel Reinhardt. How are you, Daniel? I'm well. What up, Finn fans? Let's go. Finn fans are probably pretty excited, don't you think? I would assume so. I know uh, I know we are here on our little slices of heaven. Yeah, definitely excited. Yeah, definitely. I mean, cautiously optimistic, but uh, excited nonetheless. Yeah, we've been there before, that whole right. cautious optimism. And, and uh, we've been let down, but... The excitement level feels different. It just feels it, different. It does. It yeah. does. And I don't know if that's because of McDaniel's personality or because they went out and got two key players or, or what exactly the reason is, but people do seem uh, more excited than usual. I think it's a combination. I mean, obviously, the Tyreek Hill thing um, really fires people up, but McDaniel is a, is a whole different cat, and everybody wants a piece of those new young coordinators turning into great head coaches so i yep. think that's where everybody is excited too yeah, and you saw the uh luau that tua had and uh the coach's participation in that was quite comical yeah i did and then uh tua had the interview on the fish tank as well and he talked yep. about mcdaniel's personality um i think the players not only love him but the fans i mean we fell quick i think yeah, I'm not going to say I love him yet. I want to see a couple of game plans first. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he's got a good reputation, and then nobody has said a bad thing about him, so we'll see what happens, you know. Um, I think he put a good staff around him, and, and that's so important with a young coach. So I, I am optimistic, cautiously, and uh, we'll see what happens. That uh, Tonight, we're going to go through the um, AFC and uh, we'll look at all the divisions except ours because we did that during the last show. And uh, we'll uh, look at what some of these teams did to make themselves better. Yeah, we're a killer conference now. The Oof. AFC is far and above the NFC on paper, you know, and just stud players. Yeah, I think it's more than on paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. do think they're a far better conference right now. Yeah, team for team, division by division. The AFC stacks up well well ahead. Yep. But regardless of the talent, you know, somebody's going to beat somebody each Sunday. So <laughs> that's just the way it goes, where uh, the AFC might see an edge, you know, in the interconference play. But uh, otherwise, they'll be beating each other up. Yeah, they certainly will. Uh, a lot of these conferences, I mean, obviously, or a lot of these divisions, obviously, they always play two times each. Uh, they're just going to pummel each other. Yep. Yep. Should be fun to watch. So let's start off with Baltimore. Okay. Uh, the AFC North, they uh, signed offensive tackle Morgan Moses. He signed a three-year, $15 million deal. Uh, they signed defensive tackle Michael Pierce. He signed a three-year deal. They signed, uh, re-signed Calais Campbell. He'll help them. 
safety Marcus Williams signed a five-year, $70 million contract, $37 million guaranteed. And they lost a few players, uh, defensive tackle Brandon Williams. They lost edge players uh, Parnell McPhee and Justin Houston. And they lost receiver Sammy Watkins. Uh, And center Bradley Bozeman signed with the Panthers. And cornerback Anthony Everett signed with the Raiders. So their needs, the way we see it, is edge, uh, offensive line, defensive line, and cornerback. Yeah, I wasn't sure that they were going to end up getting a deal done with Campbell on the interior uh-huh. of that defensive line. And and they pulled the stud safety from the Saints, Marcus Williams. Yep. So that was a big signing for them. But the one thing that you didn't hear as Mike was talking there was re-signing Lamar Jackson. That's going to be the biggest thing for them. Are yep. they going to get a contract done with that man? I'm sure they will. Uh, the question is, how much are you going to pay him? You know, because obviously, right now, quarterbacks are signing for between forty and fifty million a year. Yeah, unless you're Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Cincinnati. Uh, they signed uh, Leo Collins from. Uh, he was with Dallas and signed a three-year deal. Guard Alex Kappa. Signed a four-year, $35 million deal, $20 million over the first two years, and uh, $1 million in Pro Bowl incentives each year. Offensive lineman Ted Karras signed a three-year contract. B.J. Hill re-signed on a three-year deal. Safety Jesse Bates they gave the franchise tag to, and uh, they lost uh, tight end C.J. Uzma. He signed with the Jets, so we'll get to see him a couple of times a year. Yes, we will. They did exactly what everybody said that they needed to do, and and that is spend some money on the offensive line. Yes. Burrow has been harassed for the last two years, the first two years of his career, and they was a very impressive team last year before they had a guy like Lyle Collins on the offensive line. Uh Uh-huh. The rest of it, I don't know. I don't really see any huge signings or losses, but the offensive linemen that they brought in are really important for them. Yeah, Karras is certainly serviceable. We had him here for a year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. If they can protect their quarterback, they're going to be tough. Yeah, if they can get some push and really uh, establish a running game, then they're going to be even more dangerous next year. I mean, Joe Mixon was already a really good running back. Yeah. But if they can really lean on him, they're going to be more dangerous. So speaking of quarterbacks, we got we got to bring up the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So went out and got the Sean Watson, something uh, we thought maybe we would be doing at some point. But uh, obviously that didn't happen. Um, he was acquired in trade with the Browns. <laughs> they gave up a lot to get him. So we'll and have they to paid see. a lot. Yeah, they did. I mean, $230 million. I mean, God, it's hard to even fathom that. Insane. Yep. But, Especially you know, with everything that was going on. And it's fully guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, you know. I mean, they're taking a risk, but you know uh, that's why they signed him. You know, it was it was a hell of an offer. How do you turn that? How do you turn that down? You don't. So they signed Amari Cooper uh, trade. You know, trade with Dallas and uh, Jakeem Grant, our buddy. Yep. And uh, tight end David Njoku, Chase Winovich from the Patriots, uh, and they sent uh, them Mac Wilson, linebacker, in return. And they lost starting center J.C. Treader and uh, receiver Jarvis Landry, who were both, I think, still out there as free agents. Uh, their needs are edge, defensive tackle, wide receiver, and safety. Yeah, so 
real quick, going back to the Deshaun Watson thing, uh-huh. um, it is insane not only the $230 million fully guaranteed, but I, I'm super excited that we didn't end up getting him. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy that we don't have to deal with that drama. And the whole thing has really put a sour taste on Baker Mayfield, right? So now he's talking about being disrespected. He's talking about uh, wondering why he hasn't gone to a team like Seattle already. And I'm, I'm starting to think that nobody's going to pick this guy up and start him. So I uh, just wanted to add that about Mayfield. They're hurting at receiver, although they just got Amari Cooper. They don't have anything behind him. They have uh, like a Donovan Peoples-Jones. So uh, I do think that they need more playmakers on the outside. They've never used uh, their tight end right in Joku. So. Yep, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, the Steelers signed uh, Mitchell Trubisky. He signed a two-year contract uh, worth up to $27 million. They signed a lineman offensive tackle, Chuwama Okafor. He signed a three-year, $29 million contract with $20 million guaranteed. They signed offensive guard James Daniels. Uh, he signed a three-year deal. They signed uh, Miles Jack. Um, they signed cornerback Arthur Mollett and cornerback Levi Wallace. Uh, they lost Roethlisberger, which we knew was coming, mm-hmm. and uh, three of his former receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, James Washington, and uh, Ray-Ray McLeod. Mm-hmm. So their needs are cornerback, safety, offensive line, quarterback, and wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, their their top two wide receivers are pretty good, but there's a lot of talk about Claypool leaving town, um, yep. being traded. I, I love the Levi Wallace signing and the James Daniel signing on the center of their offensive line. We've talked, I think everybody in the NFL community has talked about them needing to work on their offensive line as well. So it was big of them to get an interior guy that you could trust. And James Daniel's in a Hawkeye, and I'm a Hawkeye. I went to school <laughs> there too. So I, I always love talking about a guy like James Daniels. Mitchell Trubisky has a chance here. I mean, when he goes and sits behind Josh Allen for a year and then he, he gets a bag, and while a guy like Mayfield plays through an injury and uh, gets nothing. So it's going to be interesting. You're that, not feeling sorry for Mayfield, are you? I, no, um, I, I don't feel sorry for Mayfield, but I'm not like happy to see Trubisky um, get a, a shot. He doesn't, I'm not sure that he deserves something like that. He hasn't played extremely well. But it'll be interesting because the Steelers are always a team that finishes above 500, finishes in the playoff race. See what Tomlin can do with a guy like Trubisky. Understand? I don't think that's going to happen this year. Well, I, I think we've seen crazier things, and that, that we have. But you, you look at Deshaun Watson hitting that division, and uh, you got Joey Burrow. I got to think that one of those two teams are going to win the division, and I and I do lean towards Cincinnati. But uh, we'll see how it goes. How about you? Well, I I would tell you really quickly, don't overlook Harbaugh and the Ravens, especially if the running backs come back healthy from their ACL injuries. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not certain that Deshaun Watson won't get suspended six or eight games, That's which will put them be. in a really tough spot at the end of September or October. I mean, they're going to have to start their disrespected QB in his wake, right? So, I don't think that. If the Cleveland Browns have to start Mayfield, they're going to be uh, they're going to be competing for the division title 
So if they have to start Mayfield for six or eight weeks, I don't see him competing with the rest of the teams of this division, even with well, the Trubisky under center. If Pittsburgh. they go four and four and, and Deshaun comes back, they're, they're in okay shape. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they can go four and four. Right, of course. In a stacked AFC. We talked about how stacked the conference is. And uh, all these other teams are continuing to improve as well. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough road to hoe for them if Watson is suspended for a couple of months. Uh-huh. Or when when he's suspended, if that's for a couple of months. Oh, we think he's going to be. We, we can't say for sure. Oh, he's going to be suspended. Yeah, I, I, we think he's going to be. But uh, I guess we'll find out. The NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball. Get ready for all the action betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility requirements apply. See show notes for details. So the AFC South, we have the Houston Texans. Uh, They signed wide receiver Chris Conley. Uh, They signed wide receiver Brandon Cooks. They signed offensive lineman A.J. Cann. And uh, defensive tackle Malik Collins re-signed on a two-year deal. And linebacker Jalen Reeves may have been signed a two-year deal. They lost, obviously, Deshaun. Tyrod Taylor signed with the Giants. They signed quarterback Kyle Allen to compete with Davis Mills for the starting quarterback job. Now, their needs are edge offensive tackle, cornerback, and tight end. But I'm just not sure what they're doing. I'm just not I'm sure, not sure what they're, they're doing. Sure. <laughs> they just re-signed a bunch of the guys that they had last year on a on a poor football team. Now, obviously, they're going to rely on this rookie, Davis Mills. They're going to throw him back out there again. But I'm just I'm not sure that they know what they're doing. You know why why get rid of their coach from last year who had a better um, experience than they expected him to, mm-hmm. and basically do the same thing over because they haven't really changed much else. So obviously they're going to finish the bottom of their division again. And I would expect for them to be in the quarterback market in 2023. Probably. Yeah. I don't know about finishing in the bottom because sometimes things get screwy, but uh, I definitely agree about the quarterback. I don't think either one of those guys are going to stay there too long. Well, we'll talk about Jacksonville and I think Jacksonville is better than Houston. Uh Uh-huh. All right, uh, the Colts. They went out and got uh, Matt Ryan for a third-round pick. They signed tight end uh, Mo Alley-Cox. They signed uh, Yannick Ngakwe and cornerback uh, Stephon Gilmore. Uh, safety Rodney McLeod also signed with them. Now, they uh, traded, you know, and uh, sent Rocky Sin to the Raiders. 
They lost Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey, Safeties Andrews in jail, Jaleel Addy, and uh, George Odom. They're all uh, free agents. So is Eric Fisher and wide receiver T.Y. Hilton. So they've lost a good amount of, of, of people, but uh, they're going to be tough. I mean, they, they have uh, worked on their defense. Darius Leonard is probably, for my money, the best linebacker in the league right now. He's he's an amazing football player. And I hate to say this, Dolphins fans, but I really do f- like Frank Reich, you know, and, and obviously we hate uh, anything Buffalo, but Frank Reich <laughs> is a hell of a coach. Yep. And they've had some disappoint- disappointment the last couple of seasons. The end of last year did not end well. But, yeah, I mean, Matt Ryan – is going to do some things for that offense that they haven't had for the last couple of years. He's a far upgrade over Carson Wentz. And the rest of the guys on the team are they're progressing well. So I, I would expect that the Colts are a playoff team come this year, and they're going to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, they signed wide receiver Zay Jones. They signed wide receiver Christian Kirk. Offensive tackle, Cam Robinson, he signed his franchise tag. They signed guard, Brandon Sheriff. And fully, Fatukasi, he signed a $30 million deal. Who? Fully, Fatukasi. <laughs> Defensive tackle. They also signed Faye Oluwakin. $45 million deal. They spent a lot of money. Quarterback, Darius Williams. Uh, $30 million deal, and uh, they lost Miles Jack. Uh, he signed with Pittsburgh. They lost three starting offensive linemen. Uh, Brandon Leonard retired, and uh, A.J. Can went to the Texans, and uh, Andrew Norrell went to the Commanders. So their needs are edge safety, offensive tackle, and uh, linebacker. Yeah, you nailed it. They spent a lot of money this offseason when free agency started. And they spent it in some strange places. Uh, I think, did you forget Christian Kirk? Didn't Christian Kirk uh, sign there yes, for I really did. big I, money? I, I did. I skipped over him. $72 million. Yeah, so that and Zay Jones really kind of blew my mind when free agency started. And, and I think that they could have <laughs> probably been wiser to spend a little less on a couple of guys like that. And, and add some... Yeah, that's an awful lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think that they've improved. And they've obviously got the first pick in the draft, so they're going to they're gonna get the best player available. And well, they've improved their offensive line, and I think that's key, you know, for the young quarterback. So hopefully uh, Lawrence can actually stand back there and find a receiver, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they let DJ Chark walk in free agency as well, but... Uh, Travis Etienne's coming back from an injury. James Robinson will probably miss the start of the season. And Trevor Lawrence gets a chance to to work with a coach who is not a jackass. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out how to say that very politely. Um, oh, I would have said hard ass, but regardless, you yeah. know, he is what he is. Doug Peterson, we talked about this when we were talking about the coaching search. Doug Peterson is a guy who knows what the hell he's doing. Yep. And he is not going to pull the same kind of crap that uh, Urban Meyer pulled in Jacksonville. So I like Jacksonville to finish third in the division, and I, I don't think that they have the first pick overall for the third year in a row next year. Yeah. So let's look at Tennessee. Um, 
They signed wide receiver Robert Woods. They signed tight end Austin Hooper, tight end Geoff Swain, and center Ben Jones, linebacker Harold Landry. They lost Julio Jones, starting cornerback Janoris Jenkins, guard Roger Saffold, who signed with Buffalo, and uh, linebackers Jan Brown and Rashawn Evans. You say they also, lost Rashawn uh, Evans? Yes. Okay. And also uh, David Quisenberry, right tackle. Okay. Now, their needs are wide receiver, linebacker, offensive tackle, and cornerback. Yeah, I thought it was pretty important for them to re-sign Landry. That's a, that's a homegrown player that they drafted who's yep. performed well. I didn't know they lost Rashawn Evans, but it is what it is. I, it's a sad state of affairs what happened with Julio Jones. I mean, that man was so elite for so long and has just fallen uh-huh. off a cliff. I would expect them to sign some offensive playmakers. Derrick Henry's coming back from an injury. And you can never count them out with a coach like they have. He's a, he's a hell of a football coach. So I think Tannehill is uh, coming towards his last opportunities to lead this team to victory. But they're always there in the playoff chase the last three, four years. And I don't expect anything different. Give it to Henry. Give it to Henry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the MO, right? Play action to Henry. Yeah. But Tannehill struggled the last couple of years to really um, put important W's on the board. And I think that if he doesn't do something for them this year in the playoffs, it, it, the end of the road in Tennessee. Yep. Defenses get tougher in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they certainly do. And, and you're not just going to be able to pass for 80 yards and win. You know? uh-huh. Although that's what they did a couple of years ago. He you know, threw for 100 yards or less, two, two wins in a row in the playoffs. I, yeah, you can get by the early rounds doing that. But once you get to the championship game, you're probably playing a pretty solid team. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, and they're a pretty solid team. That's taking nothing away from them. They just need to make more plays. It's as simple as that. You know, when, when the time comes, they've just got to execute. Well, and, Vrabel's always got those boys ready. Always. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's yeah. a great coach. Very yeah. good coach. And again, you know, hate to say that because we hate everything New England, right? But Vrabel is a hell of a football coach. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so the Broncos in the AFC West, what a division this is going to be. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, so they got Russell Wilson in a, in a trade with Seattle. Uh, they also got a fourth-round pick. They gave up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-rounder, quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, and defensive tackle Shelby Harris. Dang. So they gave up some goods. They did, but, you know. There's a lot of key acquisitions this offseason, and I'm not sure there's one bigger than Russell Wilson. Probably not. Maybe yeah. Deshaun. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. we got to see how he comes back. Yeah. He's been uh, out for an entire year plus. Yep, exactly. And so, you never yeah. know what something like this does to somebody's mental state. But if you see anything from Russ in Denver already, he's the same guy. You know, yep. his mental yep. state is let's go. So – this is really going to elevate Denver to some heights that they haven't had in a long time. I mean, since Manning, but who's saying well, Super Bowl? Well, to help with that, they signed a couple of linemen. They signed uh, Tom Compton, and they signed our old friend Billy Turner. Oh, Billy. How's that guy still in the league? Uh, he's just plows along, right? Yeah, I guess. They also signed defensive end uh, Randy Gregory. He signed a $70 million deal. Yeah. Defensive tackle DJ Jones signed a $30 million deal. 
And cornerback Juan Williams signed a two-year contract, and uh, they lost Drew Locke. They lost Noah Fant. They lost uh, Shelby Harris uh, in the in the uh, trade. They uh, and obviously they lost uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who signed with us. Their top needs are edge, linebacker, tight end, and running back. Yeah, I mean they have not re-signed Melvin Gordon. Yeah, right. And who knows right. if that's going to happen. And they've got the young kid, Javante, who by all intents and purposes seems like an absolute stud. And I think that really this is going to be Russ's best offensive line, you know, minus Billy Turner, that right. he's played with in a long time. Uh, the loss of my Hawkeye, Noah Fant, is, is going to affect them, but they have a young guy in Albert O. I, I really don't know that I see a lot of weaknesses in this team. No, you probably don't. And and they are going to give the rest of that division a run for their money. This this might be the most exciting division in football going oh, into the season. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, well, the AFC North has something to say about that. And, yep, yep. But yep. the NFC West lost Russ to the AFC West. So that division, which was by far and away best last year, is not going to be the same. It's the AFC East is going to be exciting, but it doesn't stand a chance as far as the North or the West is concerned. Agreed. I think we're probably the third best division in the conference. Yeah. The Chiefs signed Juju Smith-Schuster. They signed wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling. They signed offensive tackle Orlando Brown. He received the franchise tag. They signed defensive end Frank Clark. That was a... uh, uh, $36 million deal he signed. Um, safety Justin Reed signed a $31 million deal with 20 of that guaranteed. Uh, they uh, obviously traded Tyreek Hill to us for pretty much a treasure chest of draft picks, uh, but they also lost receivers Byron Pringle to the Bears, Demarcus Robinson to the Raiders. Uh, they lost uh, Pro Bowl safety Tyron Mathow. And uh, they're saying he probably won't return uh, because they signed Justin Reed and uh, Deion Bush. So their top needs are, are wide receiver, cornerback, edge, and safety. Yeah, I honestly, I think math out over Reed for me. Um, and didn't they just trade Frank Clark to the Niners a couple of years ago? So now that they bring that guy back, is that am I thinking that correctly? Or was I he think so. was he already there last year? I think he was there last year. I don't know. Because he was he was in the final year of his uh, original five-year contract, so he was definitely there last year. Either way, this so who's the GM in Kansas City? Because this Tyreek Hill move is either going to make him look like a genius or an absolute <laughs> fool. Yeah, well. Right. If, if Marquez Valdez-Scantling can give them anything deep and Juju Smith-Schuster works underneath like he used to, they take one of these young wide receivers in round one. Which I'm sure they will. If if this works out for them, they're going to look like geniuses. But it right now, it's really difficult for me to think that they're going to be better uh-huh. without Tyreek Hill. They, they signed Ronald Jones, too, to a contract. So yeah, I, didn't did, name, I didn't name everybody, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I think that's an important one because CEH yeah, okay. has uh, has not lived up to the billing, uh-huh. and and if Ronald Jones um, can really step up, then there maybe their running game could be something it hasn't over the last couple of years. Maybe. 
the Raiders gave uh, Derek Carr an awful lot of money. He signed a three-year extension worth $121.5 million. He also got a no-trade clause, which he wanted. They signed running back Brandon Bolden. They signed uh, fullback Jacob Johnson. And wide receiver Devontae Adams uh, was requ- you know acquired in a trade with the Packers. Yeah. And they gave up a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and uh, he's expected to sign a new contract worth $141 million. They signed wa- wide receiver Demarcus Robinson. They signed defense van Max Crosby to $98 million contract. Uh, $53 million of that guaranteed. They signed defense van Chandler Jones, $52 million. Traded for Rocky Sin, uh, cornerback. And they lost uh, Yannick Ngakwe uh, and his 10 sacks. <laughs> they lost uh, Marcus Mariota. They lost A. Jones, who signed with Jacksonville. Desmond Trufant, linebacker K.J. Wright, uh, receiver Deshaun Jackson, and offensive guard, our old friend, Richie Incognito. Their top needs are offensive line, defensive tackle, cornerback, and wide receiver. Yeah, and as the season goes, everybody, we get to thank Las Vegas for Alec Ingold. So when he's <laughs> playing some important minutes for us, just remember that we got him from the Raiders as well. So I don't know about the entire rest of the league, but I would say if there was one player who is the big winner this year, it's got to be Derek Carr. Got to yeah, be Derek I, Carr. I can see that. Not only did he get his college teammate in Devontae Adams, he got another receiver in Demarcus Robinson who can play some important minutes. They gave him the $35 million per year that he was looking for. And and honestly, that is a really team-friendly deal because in two years, he, he's going to go from like fifth or sixth highest paid quarterback right. on a yearly basis to 15th, <laughs> the way these contracts are going. Yep. And and he said if it wasn't for the Raiders, if it wasn't the Raiders, it was going to be golf, right? So Yeah, I, I saw that quote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was not playing anywhere else. That's what he yeah, was saying. I say BS. Well, they got they got a lot better on defense too because Chandler Jones is uh, an animal. And I'm going to be really interested to see what Josh McDaniels does with this team uh-huh. because on paper – they may have improved in more positions than any of the other teams we've talked about. Interesting take. Yeah. We'll have to I, see how it shakes out. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of the moves that they've made. Mm-hmm. So we got one more team to talk about here. We got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I always want to say what I shouldn't say. You, yeah. San Diego. Right? San Diego is so yeah. tempting, but uh, yeah, well, the Los Angeles Chargers. Lou does it every single <laughs> I time. Know he if, does. if I'm I know listening he does. to the podcast in my car and you guys talk Chargers, I always find myself correcting you. Lou, it's Los Angeles. <laughs> Los Angeles, Lou. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's hard. Yeah, old old habits. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, they signed wide receiver DeAndre Carter. He, he signed. Uh, million-dollar deal, which sounds like nothing compared to some of these other uh, signings. But uh, he's going to return kicks for them and play wide receiver, I assume. They have Mike Williams. They re-signed him uh, with a $60 million deal, $40 million guaranteed. <laughs> they signed Khalil Mack, which is probably a pretty big signing, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you throw in J.C. Jackson. Their impressive defense gets more impressive. Yes. 
Yes, that's that's a great signing right there, and uh, I'm sure that that will help them. You know, they they got to improve on defense, and if they're going to, those are two guys who can help them do that. They lost offensive lineman Oday Abushi. They lost Brian Beluga. They lost Michael Schofield. And their top needs are offensive tackle, defensive tackle, linebacker, and wide receiver. Yeah, I I didn't really see them bring in a bunch of pieces on the offensive side, but the two on defensive side are going to be huge for them. And I'm going to say something that may sound really rude, but I think that if their coach could get his head out of his ass and <laughs> stop going for it on every single fourth down in the game, they have a chance to really contend for not only the AFC West, but I think that they very well could be a Super Bowl contender. I can't tell you how many times my phone has rung around, I don't know, 3.30 in the afternoon, and Louis Ragoni is on the other end. What the hell is he and doing? What the hell is he doing? Yep. Exactly. Well, I, a lot of these coaches are going for it on fourth down in, in places where you shouldn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Lou blew you up about that, but I feel oh, yes. that way too. There's a time and a place, and sometimes exactly. you want to be aggressive. But some of these calls, man, it, they would have been in the playoffs if it wasn't for a couple of these stupid calls. And and that's just it. Don't be stupid. They've got the quarterback. <laughs> they've got the quarterback and potentially the defense to carry them all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, not, look, the coach. You know, Daniel, the coach doesn't call it thinking he's not going to make it. Right. Okay? We, of we know not. that about coaching. Okay. They, they, they never do anything thinking negatively you know uh they have to believe in their guys so you know you call it but you know you see them like teams on the opening possession going for it on fourth down at their 35 yard line you know it, it makes no sense you know here's the thing for me like of course you're gonna not only are you going to have confidence in your guys but then you're gonna say it out loud afterwards right but do you what do you think you're playing against across the field for some high schoolers like right. these guys have confidence in themselves too. Right. And all they need to do is win one of those one-on-one -on -one battles and you're screwed. You know what I mean? So that stop fires up a team. Oh yes. Absolutely. You're just giving does. the other team momentum early in a game, you know? Yep. And it it's it's not not smart football. Yeah, I, I really do I'm not making any predictions for my for my playoffs yet or Super Bowls or anything, but I think that this team has an opportunity um to go all the way you think they're better than cincinnati i do think they're better than cincinnati yeah i think cincinnati's going to struggle to make the playoffs this year yeah what about cleveland i think they're better than cleveland yeah cleveland still has some holes on the defensive side i didn't mention uh i know you did but i didn't say anything about the miles jack signing right i, I don't hate that signing for them he can, i don't either he can fly around the field but I do think L.A. is better. I like L.A.C. better than Cleveland. Yep. It's going to be an interesting year in that conference. Really an interesting year. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Because, uh, you know, we're going to see some high-scoring football games. I mean, there's no way around that, you know. Uh, with well, all these quarterbacks, they're going to be scoring some points. We're excited for Dolphins football. But you can guarantee that there's people in every one of these cities who are just as excited, if not more, for what their team is going to bring to the table this year. And the AFC is the killer conference. So sure. going through that list the way we did, who you, you said you like um, the Chargers the most. I do. So is, is, you, do you think they made the best offseason moves? I mean, 
Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. Jackson certainly are going to help their defense. Is, is, is that the team that you think did the best? No, I, I actually think that the Broncos and the Raiders had better overall moves. Uh-huh. I, I love the additions on the defensive side for the Chargers, but overall I wasn't entirely impressed with the rest of the moves. Right. I The Broncos bringing in Russ Wilson, I, I love the Tyreek Hill acquisition. And Teron Armstead may be the one of the most important outside of Russell Wilson, even more so than Tyreek Hill. Uh-huh. But I think Russ Wilson coming to Denver is the most important move of the offseason. And on both sides of the ball for the Vegas Raiders, they they brought in playmakers. You know, Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. Yep. Chandler Jones. Rocky Sin is a very good defender. And yep. Ngakwe, while he had a 10 sacks, he's a guy who's been going around and around and around these teams. There's something up with him that we don't yeah, know. Like, like Clowney. Clowney does the same thing. Yeah. Goes from team to team to team. Yeah. So I like both of those teams' moves better, but I still think the Chargers are a better team. Yep. 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 So, you know, are they better than Buffalo? Man, that's so hard. Probably I, not. I, Pro- I do believe that Buffalo is probably the top team in the conference. Probably not better than Buffalo. And only because the last two years, what we've seen from Buffalo is elite play. Yep. I, I don't know if they can continue to play that way. Like, I, there's a part of me that just thinks they're going to fall off a little bit. But, uh-huh. but man, until we see it, we can't say that that's the and case. You, you've still got that guy in Kansas City, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. I, I do think Buffalo uh, leapfrogs Kansas City as the best team in the AFC. I think so, too. With the loss of Tyreek Hill. Yep. All right, Daniel. Anything else you want to uh, discuss? No, I don't think so. Um, just looking forward to the rest of this offseason. I'm going to miss you guys a little bit here in a couple of weeks because I will be in Vegas when you're doing one of these shows there. Yeah, right you're going to go watch our third round pick, huh? Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to do the NFL experience. I've never been to Vegas or the draft. Uh, oh, was, yeah, you'll have a great time. I was really looking forward to, to some first round pick action, but you know what? Next um, year, Daniel, next year. Maybe I'll get on camera anyway, and uh, you know, you guys can see my big bearded face with my, my Dolphins gear. Uh-huh. Stay tuned. NFL Network, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, you have a good time up there. I'm sure we'll talk before then. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And also, I'll be here next week, too. Yep. Well, then we'll definitely talk before then. Yes, we will. All right, buddy. I appreciate you joining me this evening. Yeah, absolutely. uh, We appreciate the listeners. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that. We know it wasn't Dolphins related, but we'll get there. we got plenty more stuff to talk about as the weeks go on here. Uh, So thanks for listening. And uh, until next week, fins up, everybody. Fins up. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.